0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask Matron. As Chris looks at me a bit
1: surprised that I've come in so enthusiastic. I was, I was, I was in the middle of having a drink tea actually. Well, you
0: know, it's, it's been one of those weeks and so we found ourselves now back in the studio together. Studio
1: <laughs> studio's a bit grand. <laughs> we
0: found ourselves... Back in my front living room,
1: <laughs> but the tea's good.
0: Excellent, and and the biscuits are plentiful. Before I get completely sidetracked, my name is Robin Barker. I'm a mental health nurse on some part of the register. Uh, <laughs> I think it's sub part two. I like to think of myself as a a, a, a young hatchling um, from an egg that is still Played by his...
1: the dinosaur that's sitting in the corner. <laughs> no,
0: Chris, I was going to say if I am the young chicken that has recently hatched you are the roasted <laughs> <laughs> that that has been through their whole development <laughs> and it's right. and is now in a basting phase <laughs> so, uh, i'm no i'm joined Resting by my i'm joined by my extremely qualified and well-loved colleague chris
1: good evening
0: <laughs> we are a podcast uh, if you can believe it uh, we've got a twitter we are at askmatron on Twitter and you can follow the conversation um, that happens over at the hashtag which is AskMatron
1: or as usual you could always use the email account which is Podcast at gmail.com
0: and uh, in order for Chris to feel entirely comfortable. We're also working on several other ways to to get in touch with us. Uh I think we you know Chris is looking at whether she can have a uh, homing pigeons. <laughs>
1: no, I don't like pigeons.
0: No, don't like no, pigeons. too messy. Excellent. Well, there's also uh, smoke signals and telegraphs. So um we will try and find a way for you to send I,
1: I'd just like to clarify I really am not that old.
0: <laughs> and once we establish I just a made P.O. Robin box. Feel <laughs> Oh dear.
1: Um <laughs> Anyway, let's, kid- get, on let's <laughs> get on with it. Let's get on with uh, it.
0: Um let's get on with it indeed. So this is a podcast loosely aimed at student nurses. No, absolutely aimed at you because you are underserved in the podcast community. I encourage you. I encur- I implore you. Go go and um go and type student nurse. Oh no, uh, don't. Okay. Honestly,
1: I've been subjected to one the only podcast I've ever listened to. And I managed to make ooh, about thirty seconds of it before I died of boredom.
0: Oh, but um, whereas those might focus a bit more on, on the dull but important, uh, we focus on the informative and the entertaining. We hope, but we are not an instructional podcast, so we tend to avoid clinical, uh, kind tricky, of questions. tricky questions. Yeah, we, we tend to avoid <laughs> the tricky questions. But we also want to be a place where you can bring the questions that might feel a bit silly to ask, that might be a bit difficult to think about with your with your tutors and uh, with, with your peers. So we hope that you can see this as your, your agony aunts that you can ask anything of. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, Chris gives me a pained expression <laughs> that relates to that. We're, we're, we're going to be talking this week about student nursing identity, because we've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about identity. What does it mean to be a student nurse?
1: Why don't we start with Morris on Twitter? He says, the difference between being a student and a student nurse is ridiculous. Mm. Now, that's, that's a whole can of worms right there, isn't it?
0: That is, yes.
1: Being a student nurse is, is completely different to being a student in that you, you don't necessarily have the experiences of being a university student, but just having university lectures. So I know some of my family friends currently at university studying who have something like 18 hours of lectures a week and that's kind of all they have to do Mm. if they attend. Being a student nurse is very, very different. So you are expected to turn up for your lectures we won't go into your training, Robin. <laughs> we will into brain. my lecture attendance. It was. Yeah, skip uh, over that quickly. Because yeah. <laughs> you know we're how we not here we to ask... set bad examples. No,
0: the awkward questions will be avoided.
1: <laughs> but you have to work at the same time and you have student placements and you're investing a whole career. This is your, your mapping out of your career rather than taking a degree and deciding where you want to go with that degree.
0: I guess for me, I don't know if I see things slightly different, you know, and working within mental health, I I wonder if there is a maybe less of a, I don't know, there is a, there is a step up, definitely, I think, from being a student nurse in the responsibility, you know, the expectations, but I think there's some things I, I hope that everybody keeps, which is, Something that's great about being a student nurse um, that I definitely felt as part of my identity was being able to ask questions. Well, but why do you do that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why? But definitely.
0: And 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 I and I hope that's not something I've lost. No, and
1: that ability to be able to get the the inquiry that you make about, and it's not just about being in student placement Mm. areas; it's about being in lectures as well, asking that question of. I don't actually know that, and that makes no sense. Why is that? Especially, you know, even going down to like, you know, biomechanical stuff and like the way hormones work and things like that. It's like that. I don't, I don't get that. Why, why does that happen? And sometimes it is because it is. But actually, start unpicking that and. It's very different than the experience of, I imagine, being on an engineering course where fact is fact and you, you take out, there is no emotion in you know in an engine if you're looking at it, whereas you're dealing with people and people's lives and the way that they interact with you is very different than the way that, that a student would interact on a, an engineering course.
0: No, that's true. I mean, I think when thinking about student nurse identity, I think the idea of looking at other students, I, I feel... I feel quite bad for the, especially for the kind of, you know, I, I did nursing, uh, my nursing training postgrad. But looking at the degree students that have to come in now, where this is their student university experience. And it is just so different from any other course.
1: And obviously, you know, the dinosaur sitting in the corner here ah! did the first <laughs> Project 2000 course, which was the first diploma course within the country. And actually, well, you don't stay in halls of residence. You staying in a nurse's home. So you don't mm. stay in you're separated out you're made to feel differently yes. than other students even if it's a proximity thing from the university that may change across some universities within the country but it's also around shift working and things that other students don't do and enroll in at you know, nine o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the afternoon to a lecture, rip-roaring drunk, and actually it has no ramifications to Mm. their degree or where they're going. Yeah, you can't do that. you can't do that as a student nurse. You know, that's just, it's just out there. Or even in university, you know, I don't imagine your university lecturers will be too impressed about your professional identity if you turn up to lectures drunk or no, it's true. you think... know completely hung over because you're throwing up in a bucket in the corner.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a good look For no. it's not a good, I don't think any of the universities are going to say that they want any of their students <laughs> no. actually doing that. No. But I but I think you raise a really good point that from the moment that you enroll and the moment that you get out on placement especially You have got a professional profile. You might be a student nurse, but you're a student nurse with a professional profile. And your lecturers may they might also be working and doing work in the in the local area because they might be clinicians too. But they'll definitely know everyone. Yeah. So It's it's too
1: small a world.
0: It is too small a world. But it's
1: also if you think about how you get to be a student nurse, you have to go through an interview and a selection process to be a student nurse. Well, you don't have to do that if you're going to go and do a degree in biochemistry.
0: Yeah, they're not value-based interviews for history. No. I mean,
1: <laughs> no. I mean, what would you have to wear? A brown suit? and a... I'm sorry if I there would like be historic, <laughs> I feel like there'd be certain historical
0: events that you absolutely have to agree happened. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. you can't deny that's happened. If you do, then we don't want you on our history and, course. And
1: how you feel about that isn't necessarily relevant. Yes. <laughs> that is very different from the minute you apply through a university to do student nursing you are different from all the other students and
0: and i think it's completely summed up you know to to echo that we had a we had a twitter comment that we picked up which um, was from chloe which said not many people understand what it entails being a student nurse but it is honestly the hardest thing i've ever done
1: absolutely it's the hardest thing
0: i've ever done yeah i i I think in some ways it's you know it, it is more manageable being a qualified nurse um, than it was for me being a student nurse. But
1: I guess you've got some life experience behind you then. Mm. So if you're going brand new, yes. straight from university, straight from, you know, sixth form or wherever, actually you don't really have, you have no conception about what it is to be a nurse. Unless, you know, even I guess if you've been a, a long-term patient as a paediatric patient, you, you're the way that you view nursing is very different but actually, most people don't have an idea what it's like. Yeah, that's true. And then you set foot onto the ward and that will either meet or completely smash your expectations about what you're expecting.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, and I and I hope that being a student nurse, you get to, I think it's not, it's where you cement your identity as a nurse. I think you've got to, you know, you get a chance during your training, however long it is, to work out and to establish you know how you're going to be and how you're going to act
1: and role models when you go out into your placements you know the kind of nurse that you do want to be and the kind of nurse that there is no way on this earth that you are going to end up exactly
0: and I think uh, you know I learned as much maybe I learned more from the crap mentors I had than from the really excellent ones but I still learned lots from the ones that I thought yeah these different things that you do I don't want to work in that way you know, I don't want to be perceived like that. I don't want to carry myself. I don't want to take some of those things that, that you do and in, in that way and, and apply them in my own practice.
1: And it's about a professional identity. It's mm. not about being a student or a student nurse. It's about being included in a professional capacity and the way that that profession behaves. You're kind of moulded as you go through your career by what you experience and who you come across and lecturers and practice facilitators and your mentors all kind of add a little bit to your armory of being a nurse, whether that's something you're definitely not going to do ever in a million years or something, do you know what? Actually, that's really bloody good. And mm. I'm going to be like that.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I, I keep searching for that now. I will go places and I've taken jobs based on people that I think I want to come and learn from you. Yeah. It's, it's why I've come to the uh, the altar of uh, of, of Nurse care, Which you know. I,
1: I have to say comes on, you know, quite nicely to to one of the other Twitter feeds that we've had. Um, one
0: of the other Twitter feeds that we've
1: had. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I, I've had to, like, write
0: out the Twitter questions for Chris. Yeah. it's
1: couldn't handle know, the... Do you know, it, it will be very lonely having a podcast just talking to yourself, but okay. I think that Robin would be more than capable of doing that. Ouch, ouch.
0: Fair comment. <laughs> Please come
1: back. (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) Faith on Twitter has put that she hates the five o'clock start for placements. But that's usually where I feel like a nurse. Hashtag, come at me (laughs) patients. And Uh. I completely empathize with that because i what time do you
0: get up this morning chris you have crazy stuff yeah
1: 10 to 4 oh. but i set my alarm for f- <laughs> I, i've i've moved my clock forward <laughs> yes. 10 minutes so that it makes me feel like i'm getting up at four o'clock this is a top
0: tip okay <laughs> chris moves time he moves time but to the, trick herself. but there is
1: a very big difference between getting up at 10 to 4 and getting up at four o'clock
0: yeah um, but you're getting up potential for to 4.
1: I know, but I, it makes me feel better. And you do what you can to make you hey, feel better exactly. at that time of the I morning. I think it's all
0: about if you can trick yourself into into thinking that. So I, I think it's so good to kind of uh, recognize that there's some of the jobs that we have to do, some of the really difficult and challenging things that actually are where we find so much of our identity as nurses. Yeah. that There's something about that, perhaps, you know, impact that it has on on all the rest and all the other aspects of your life. And that's so unique to nursing.
1: Yeah. And I, and for me, on a night shift, six o'clock in the morning is the worst time. And even working in the emergency department where all the lights are on and no one goes to sleep, actually six o'clock in the morning is a killer. But do you know what? Come half past eight when you are finished and it's chucking down with rain outside and you see everyone in their cars or travelling to work and you're thinking... Do you know what? I'm going home to my bed. and I can get <laughs> under my duvet and I can listen to the rain banging on the wall and the windows. And that's actually a really nice feeling. But there are things and moments like that that you think, actually, I, you know, this is quite nice. a bit like having a day off during the week, isn't it? Mm. Especially Christmas. Do Christmas shopping on a day off in the week. It's brilliant. Not have to do it on a saturday or sunday
0: yeah you might not get christmas but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you might have to work i i I, 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 I trick
0: myself into really enjoying the days and the run-up to christmas because you can normally get those off <laughs> if you work christmas and I, I think that's a it's maybe a nice place to end this episode please tweet us for future episodes on at ask matron on twitter and follow the conversation on hashtag ask matron
1: or email us as usual, at askmatronpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Next week, we'll be focusing on academics. I know, and we'll be putting on our posh voices.
1: Oh, and our brown suits and ties. <laughs>
0: and we'll be drinking red wine instead of cups of tea. <laughs> <laughs> so please come back and, uh, as I say, spread the word, and we look forward to hearing from you.
1: Have a good week.
0: Well, we have that awkward moment, and we professional friends, and we friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be another podcast for another day.